and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Engley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Uh, today, this is a little bit of a different episode. This is um, Some of you may know this already, um, but uh, Mari Rudy, friend of the podcast, uh, friend in real life, very close friend of uh, Todd and Hillary's, uh, has passed away this week. And, um, you know, we had her on the show uh, a couple of years ago uh, for a delightful episode. She was at the last uh, LAC conference just, you know, two months ago. Um, and if you followed the show or if you knew anything about her, you knew that uh, she has been uh, dealing with cancer for the last uh, four years. And um, what we want to do today is uh, mourn and mem- memorialize uh, someone who uh, means a, a great deal to us, uh, you know, personally and uh, professionally and we want to uh, honor her work because uh first and foremost uh and Tata will finally bring you in uh first and foremost uh Mari Ruti was a public intellectual and uh, as a theorist which it, there are you know you can count you can count on a, on a few fingers uh those those people and uh her her work um, you know, I think you said at one point that she sold more books than any theorist has a, has right to. I think you might have said in the episode that we did. I know you've said that before. And uh, that is uh, that's her. So I know a lot of our listeners will have read her. Uh, we talked about her in the um, where like I think all the way back in the where to start uh, reading theory uh, episode. And uh, she means a lot to a lot of people. And as a you know, as a as a loss of a public intellectual, it's a, um, it's, it's a, it's a big blow and we're hurting here, uh, as, as well. And I imagine a lot of you are out there as well, but, um, just initial, initial thoughts on, uh, on, on, on Mari's uh, work and, and her importance to you uh, yeah, as, Mar- as a person. Yeah. So I, I met Mari. So interestingly, she died. Clearly the cancer was a, a, a big thing that killed her, but she died of fluid in her lungs. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, her cancer load was actually down, but and but it was because of one of the drugs that she was taking that that actually per, put fluid in her lungs and killed her. But uh, so she died. Just we're recording this two days after she died, but we're going to put it out a little later for different mm-hmm. different reasons. For reasons. Uh, for reasons. But, just say reasons. For reasons. Yeah. Uh, but Mari. So I got to know Mari in 2011 when I was asked to review a book of hers, which became, I think this is what the title was always, um, The Singularity of Being. And that book I thought was pretty great. And I, so that was her fifth book, I think. Uh, and then that caused me to go back and reread her earlier books and, at the time. And mm-hmm. she interesting, so I, she knew that I was a reviewer because I was right at the thing. I'm against blind review on principles. Yeah, so you please. break the you break the code. I this break the code. Yes, it's, I, I hate blind code. review yeah. because know, so many yeah. people have rejected me with blind review, uh, <laughs> including Wikipedia. Interestingly, we were just talking about that. So Mari has a Wikipedia page. I Wikipedia accused someone who made one for me of of me paying them. So that that was um, so I don't have Wikipedia. But anyway. to, uh, it's a very funny thing, but to underline her public intellectual status, she has a Wikipedia. She page. does, uh, she does, and it's pretty and, good. Yeah. Whoever made it, they did yeah. a pretty good job. So she, and it really, I think, captures her pretty nicely. Uh, I didn't have that to look at. I just, I don't know. I ordered on Amazon, whatever, all of her earlier books, mm. and then, but, but I thought Singularity of Being when I read it, I was so struck by it. I thought this is an amazing book, and she's an amazing thinker. I didn't, I, I'd kind of heard of her, but anyway, she because she knew I was one of the reviewers, she emailed me back and said, thanks for the 
crit, you know, criticism and, and the, the comments. And, and then we start, struck up a friendship just online. And then I invited her to come talk at UVM. When, and you were actually here when she talked yes. for the first time at UVM. Mm-hmm. And, and then we, we grew very close and we kept in constant contact and, 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 so it was especially this the cancer diagnosis was was just incredibly hard. I know it was hard for her and all of her friends. And I mean, she's an interesting figure because she, while I think you're right, she was an incredible public intellectual, and not just the number of her books, but the fact that they were all accessible and readable. And I mean, that's one yeah, of the. So she wasn't she wasn't yeah. on. She did podcasts and and YouTube things, and I did one a YouTube interview with her say six months before she died. So that, and, and I tried to cover some biographical things and, and at least theoretically biographical, if that makes sense. And yeah, yeah. so that, that, uh, so we got to know each other really well. The, the cancer diagnosis was very hard for all of us. And then, uh, she got some, she had, she, she found, she needed some additional treatment. And so a bunch of mm-hmm. people got together and did some, fundraising or funding for her. And so she, that to me, I always think of that so fondly because it was just showed how beloved she was. So she didn't have a long-term partner. She had different, uh, serious romantic relationships, but no person, lifelong person. And, Mm -hmm. but she, and and I'm not even sure if she had who she would say was her best friend. So that's, I mean, Mm. maybe people listening to that will say, Oh no, I was her best. I'm not maybe true. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, but she had such a group of people who had so much affection for her that they, that there was this people, she, we were able to raise quite a bit of money to fund her cancer therapy. So that, that, Mm -hmm. I think that to me, that always was a, a thing that just struck me how willing people were to, I think if I, you know, if I couldn't, I'm not sure that I could think of anyone else who people would just rush so quickly to, to get to fund because they felt so connected Mm. to her, even though they didn't, even a lot of these people didn't necessarily know her personally, but they had just interacted with her books. And, and I, I felt that way too. I felt that way from the first time I read singularity of being. And then I went back and I read case for falling in love and and her first email or not her first, but one of her early emails to me, she's like, I, I squirm at the idea of you reading the case for falling (laughs) in love because it's so, or no, uh, no, I read A World of Fragile Things, and then I taught Case right, for Falling right, right. in Love. Yeah. She said, I squirm about you reading A World of Fragile Things because it's meant, it's called Psychoanalysis, subtitled Psychoanalysis and the Art of Living. She's like, it's meant for, you know, the, not a, not someone like you. It's just meant for the garden variety person. And I didn't, it's interesting because I didn't feel that at all when I when yeah. I read it. You know, I think she has this ability to really speak to both a, theoretically informed audience and also mm-hmm. to a popular audience at the same time. I mean, obviously case for falling in love was a really, really popular book and it was written as a, I think she called it an anti self-help book. So, right. So right. there, so that was m- m- less academic, but I taught it in a very, you read it in an academic context. Yeah. So I think that there's even, even when she dipped down to the most popular level, she retained some of the academic rigor. She also, I love this about her. She was not a wild quoter. She was, she had her ideas and she <laughs> oh, put yeah, them out yeah. there and she didn't, yeah. she didn't, you didn't have to read through a minefield of quotations when you're reading her books. Not that she wasn't herself extremely well-read. She was, she was one of the most well-read people I know, but she just didn't have to show off that learning. 
Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, there's so much in what you said is like, so I'm I, like, I met her, uh, was, I spoke to her in person, well, including the podcast, maybe uh, five times. And, uh, but I'm more on the side of the person who you were talking about of, of who was affected by her, her work and felt connected uh, to her from what she wrote. And I, you know, I often, uh, privately when I talk, if people want to get, start to want to get into, um, this field and they don't know really where to start, I, I often, uh, am, am quick to recommend the call of character. And the reason is for what you're saying is that it, it's, it's not, so she, in the beginning of the book, like she's almost, uh, apologizing for how accessible she's written the book, which from, to me is an indictment on all of us in the field yeah. In, yeah. in academia like that's yeah. how i take that like like sh- like that she had to apologize is is like for for writing something that people could read is an uh, is a, a slur on all of us like like i mean it, and and it, it should be taken that way but she did like she felt compelled to because she because she, rightly she was correct to justify like look you can still write something accessibly and have it be complicated and, and complex and, and, and rigorous. And I think that has just been so influential to me. There's a part, I'm not going to talk about it because, you know, this isn't, this isn't about me, but there was a part of my book that hopefully will survive revisions or whatever that just I wouldn't have written without her influence. And it's my favorite part of what I, of what I wrote. And she's just this person who, um, a lot of people, a lot of, like a lot of our people are really good at um, explicating how uh, how to think theory and how to uh, how to work through this like this mass, how to enter this conversation that's been happening uh, it, for a very long time and find your feet. And I think she's I, I can't really think of another person that um, makes you feel theory. And that that I, to me is like the most uh, precious thing about her work, especially, and it's especially true in Call a Character. But it's even in the Penis Envy book too, when she, you know she works in a lot of like, you know, anecdotes and things from her own life. Is that like she was really invested in this felt aspect of the the whole enterprise, and I just think it's just in her is this really novel um, bringing together of both the clinical and theoretical side of psychoanalysis that I just, I really don't, if I'm forgetting someone, I apologize. Um, but like, I really don't know that anyone, uh, nails it or is as, as invested in their career to the degree that she was. And I think that this is a core part of why she was so widely read and why she's such an, I think an important, uh, public figure is that, is this like, you know, your, uh, it's it's very especially in theory and philosophy it's it's very easy to make emotion the enemy of sense um and yeah. the you know the 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 villain of reason and i think she was so good i mean i th- like we, we we try to emphasize this in, in in hegel i think this is in hegel but you know he he's not he's not invested in it in the same way that mari ruti is and, and the way that she was able to um to explicate that i think to such a powerful degree um, and it's in it's in so much of what she wrote, um, and I think nowhere more powerfully than in a uh, call of character. Yeah, uh, which I, yeah. yeah, which I think if it's you're a great book to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're hearing this, and yeah, it would be a great one to start with. And and it and it does it just it does that. It it just it puts um, 
yeah, I'll I'll um I'll 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 hand this off to you at this part. But but I just I really think that this this is my thing that I wanted to make sure to say about her is that like to really feel the theoretical is is something that I think was hers, and she was amazing at it. Yeah, that's a, that's such a great point, and I think it 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 fits in with her attempt to try to marry psychoanalytic theorizing with affect theory, and that's I think. Yeah. That's one reason why yes. she was drawn to affect theory was because she thought that it, and I think the book Distillations is the one that really tries to make this marriage mm-hmm. come about. And I think that she, you're right that her sense of like you have to feel the thing in order mm-hmm. to, that that's really what we're, what everything is all about. And I, it's interesting that she would have been influenced by Lacan because the criticism of Lacan is that there's no real affect in Lacan's theory. And I, I think that's not true. And and I think Mari is one of the people that, you know, he's influential on her, yet there's still this immense sense of affect and feeling that, that comes through mm-hmm. her work. And I think one of the ways that it comes through is that she cared, and I think everyone felt this, she really cared about people and about her experiences much more than about her status. And I think this is a you know, yeah, theoretically, yeah. I think this is really justified, but it also fits with her life. You know, she went to, so she, she's from Finland. And interestingly, when I first met her, I, she, she was giving a, an answer to the, a question on the talk. She's like, I just hate it when people come up to me and say, I can't quite locate your accent. Is it X or is it Y? And I, I just said to her afterward, I'm like, I'm Todd, you know, cause she didn't, she had never seen me. This is before uh, right. pictures were ubiquitous everywhere. And she had sense of me. So I said, I'm, I'm Todd McGowan. You know, we had this email thing and, and she goes, uh, she goes, uh, and I said, I, you know, it's interesting that you said this about your accent because I didn't hear any accent at all. And she goes, I, I like you already. <laughs> she was like, so, and then uh, Hillary was there and she's like, you were just lying to suck on her. <laughs> but, but, uh, I, I, I really did. I, my ear is terrible, but I didn't hear her. I mean, I'm sure she does have some kind of accent, but I never heard, Anyway, that was our first little personal interaction. But so she comes from mm. Finland and she was born in a, in a farm that abutted the Soviet Union. So it's an interesting mm. origin for her and incredible poverty she came out of. So she didn't have running water and she had to go outside to go to the bathroom. And her room was often freezing cold uh, in, when she came home from school. So there's a real like the 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 the. I don't want to say misery, but just like the incredible poverty that she came out of. And then she got, she came as a, she got herself into a study abroad program in high school and she, she came to the United States and she just said, I'm going to go to college in the United States. And she earned herself through her, her acumen, intellectual acumen, a scholarship to, to Brown. And then she went and she, and she, 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 then she went, she got into Harvard for graduate school. So, and then she, she ended up graduating from Harvard in comp lit. Uh, right. So the interesting kind of trajectory. I, I love what you said about feeling, but I also want to say that she's, I don't, anyone who's listening from Harvard, I, fine. Uh, but I, 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 what I liked about her was that everybody else that I know that went to Harvard at some point when I'm talking with them mm-hmm. will say, you know, when I was living in Cambridge, and they, you know, of course, they don't want to say, "Oh, you know, I don't want to tell you I went to Harvard." But this is their way of saying, "But I, I did go to Harvard." But I never yes. once heard her say that. And in fact, mm-hmm. we were having a conversation about uh, her going to France and studying with Julia Kristeva, which she just did it on her own and kind of 
sought it out on her own. It was incredibly courageous. And and she was in the department that Kristeva was in, and she said, I, it's the only time in my life I've played the Harvard card. I said, you know, I'm coming from Harvard. I was a student, a student of Barbara Johnson. It's a, and then she said it totally worked because it was France. And, but I just, I love that about her, that she was never this, like for her, the status was never the thing. And I think that that, it, it's a very, it's rare. I think a lot mm. of people, uh, they, they, even though it's it's a not a, profession that has a lot of status attached to it. I think they get in maybe mm-hmm. for that reason, uh, they get invested in their status and she just never was. And I think that's tied to this yeah. sense of feeling, have to feeling it rather than, you know, just being a purely intellectual enterprise. Well, and can I just, just on, on that Todd, like she, in every interaction that, uh, that I had with her, um, she always, she took me more seriously than I took myself she took my my thought more seriously yeah. than than yeah. i myself took like i you know i gave a talk at the second lack and she asked me for it because she, she what she heard and what i was saying she said was influential on in what she was uh, trying to work through in like her current book project and i don't i it, i don't know I, I wish i could remember which book it was she was working on uh for that but it was like just a very uh it was not not just a kind thing but a genuine thing like i'll just i'll just uh tell this story so um a friend of mine uh who also listens uh his name is seth hey seth seth alt uh in a uh, in california um he was he first met her at the third um at the third lack and he just t- told me the story that i guess that she was talking to you and he was there and he was just like incredibly nervous as a graduate student just like it didn't feel like he belonged in a conversation with you and with Mari, but all she was interested in what he had to say about, I don't remember the topic of conversation, but whatever it is they were talking about, she was invested in his perspective on it. And, and, and as a, as a graduate student and as someone who was like learning in this field. And I just like, like he texted that to me and I, like, I saw that it was just like, and I was like, that's, that's Mari. Like that, like that thing that you, you know, you want that to be true about you want that to be true about people that you admire and that is true about it's just very very true about her that she didn't have the as you're saying like that this like being caught up in in the status that like you have to be um you have to be you know like imagine like at a at a theme park ride but you have to be this learned in status to have a conversation with me she never had that that thing right and uh right. You, it's just it's and, and that was and so that is uh like that is how she was personally and i mean it's just in the it's just in the writing it's just like like people people's writing you know this is like a funny this is a funny thing about um like just to make a a, a, a maybe a, a sort of like out there for the present conversation like a kind of a connection but like one of the things people write about like isn't one of the um the the fears about chat gpt answering questions as good as a in a it, in the school setting as good as a, a student can it's like oh my god like what a what a terror this is it's like i like maybe maybe it can't maybe it can cull the information but there's no personality there's no there's no thumbprint you're, you're everyone's writing is a, there's a thumbprint yeah of of like of who they are and, and and what they care about and it's in the like it's in the word choices it's in the sentence structure it's in the like how, how do you bring ideas? And it, it's in the, like, you know, you know what I do pathologically that I've had to try to not do is I put the best ideas in the middle of a sentence and a long sentence in the middle of a paragraph. Right. And right. I, I, I've had to try to not do this and to like really put that and and you're, if, if you only knew Mari from her writing, I would just say this, that like you knew Mari 
like that that's just that like because every everything that's there there's just like this openness this like uh this connectivity this like uh and this i think uh i don't know this this warmth and generosity like it's all like it's it's there it's there in the sentences it's in the structure of paragraphs and in the 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 project of these books like it's all there that like that intellectual thumbprint is just it's it's everywhere it's yeah, everywhere I think, there i think it's a great point i think that she really I think it's true that if you read her, you know her in a way. And I think her that generosity is one reason why a large number of her circle of friends is former graduate students, because mm. I think you're right that she was always open to what someone's ideas were, regardless of their rank or status. And I, I that's just, I, I find that so refreshing. And, and I'm obviously, I hope that I do that too. And I think she, it's clear that that's her, that that was her, way of operating in the world. I also think that she, you know, she, she was able to, to do that without, I want to say this in the right way because okay. without, um, do she, I workshop she, at first? No, I don't want to workshop. Okay. I, but I mean, she's, she was, she was really a loner. And I think that's, mm-hmm. it, to that's what we, she and I actually, to be honest, that was the main thing we bonded about was like, I just need to be alone most of the time. So most of the time <laughs> she was, she was alone. And I think she felt like that's, and, and it's, I think it's not surprising that she died alone on purpose. Like she didn't call for other people to come. And I think that that's, that there, there was something, you know, the, 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 there's something to her that was, it's only, I think this is how, maybe I would put it, I think she would put it like this too, that it's only out of our fundamental aloneness that we can make connections to other people. And I think it's only if yeah, you yeah. grasp this existential solitude that you can you can really make genuine connections with other people. And I think she was, re- that's really true about her. You know, she loved, She one of the things she really loved was the lonely run, right? Like the, lo- mm, this, mm-hmm. she lived, I find this so funny. So she taught at yeah, University of Toronto. She yeah, taught it's fascinating. Point. Yeah. She taught at the University of Toronto and she lived in, in on the coast in Nova Scotia in this little tiny town. So so <laughs> as a result, she had to pack all of her teaching load into one semester. So she did and then if she had a, a dissertation defense or anything in the fall, she only taught in spring, she had to fly from mm-hmm. Nova Scotia to Toronto. And she, she just didn't, she hated Toronto. I mean, no offense to anyone who lives in Toronto because it's just the, like the bigness, the sprawling city just was yeah. not her thing. And she just, she felt suffocated there. And so it's just really, to me, that's really, you know, that's part of her genuine warmth is her sense of, I, I'm, there's something really alone about our existence and that I have to be in touch with that. And if I lose touch with that, then I lose something essential. I think, you know, I wanted to, when I knew things were going really badly here, I wanted, I, I wanted to go up to, to see her and she, she just didn't want that. So mm-hmm. I think that there's mm-hmm. a, you know, there's a, I think that's really a, there's something about that that's really important to this connection that first there's a, there's a alone solitude. And then if you, I think she would say, if you grasp that, then you can mm. make a connection to other people. And that's why I think call of character is all about this. How do you, how do you deal with this existential isolation? Do you, do you, 
do you conform? So she was, I'm going to say something theoretical. So she was really interesting mm-hmm. on this question of the des- our desire is the desire of the other, right? Like she, this is a, uh, most people that are listening, no, this is a standard Lacanian platitude, right? In fact, it's, I think it's one of our Lacanian aphorisms. Yeah, I don't I'm know what I'm pretty sure we did it, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I'm sure we did. So our desire, desire sure. of the other. Uh, and she thought that, but then she married that to this notion in seminar. Seminar seven was by far her favorite seminar. Uh, Interesting. Be, by far. Uh, she's that like, is, well, that, that confirms that this is, th- no, no, it's just we have like, I don't know, we haven't said it in a long time, but but um, I think you you agree with, with me on this, that for seminar seven, either if, if you read Lacan enough, it either uh, explains nothing uh, or it explains everything. Right. I think that right. like, you know, it, it's, 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 it's one of those. Um, right. I think, I think I'm on, I think I'm closer. I, I think I used to be on the explains nothing side. I think I'm closer to the, the everything side, but for interesting. Reason, interesting. So yeah, I mean, yeah, clearly yeah. Slavoj would be on the more on the nothing side and Rick, someone yes, like Rick yeah. Boothby would be on the everything, yeah, everything side. side. Uh, yeah. he yeah. knew Mari, but not, they weren't, they knew each other only, I think you know, a couple of times. Uh, mm-hmm. but, I think that that center is really important for her because that notion of the thing, like everyone has their yes. thing, dusting, yes. everyone has their yes. thing. And I think, so she, she thought that our desires desired the other, except we have this, everybody <laughs> has their thing that they shouldn't betray for the desire of the other. So she, yeah, so she really, is. and I think that's not a Lacan. And I always used to say to her, you know, okay, I, you can think this, but it's not a Lacanian idea. And, you know, she would, we'd kind of go back and forth on that. But, uh, I think that I think that she just didn't. Well, isn't like, your point? I'm sorry to interrupt, but isn't yeah, yeah. your point? You were trying to tell her that's not Lacan's idea. That's your idea. That's your idea, right? right. Like, exactly. like, like that. Exactly. I think you're like you're really good at this. Like you, 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 you see this in in other people. I mean, we talk about this with with Zizek with different things that like there are things. I mean, everybody kind of does this to some degree. Is like attribute to the predecessor some idea that uh, is actually your idea, right? And I think right. I, I don't know. It seems like this. That's what you were trying to say. Exactly, to, to exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so Mari wants to, so in a sense, what Mari's doing is dividing this desire of the other from some authentic desire of our, for our thing, right? And that's, I think mm-hmm. that that's, as you just said, I don't think that's in Lacan, that's in, that's in Mari Rudy. And, that's and a Mari I, Rudy. Yeah, yeah, it's a Mari Rudy idea. And, and so that's really important in Call of Character. That's the, I think that's the main idea of the book, but that, that, mm-hmm idea keeps running throughout her work. And, and, and I once said to her, maybe sublimation is your crucial idea as a thinker. And she didn't object to that. I mean, she, I don't think she would have said it, but I think she, I think that that's right. And it's this sublimation that makes our thing. That's what gives us, it's this act through which we make something, the world to us. We make it more or more important than the world to us. And I think she mm-hmm. was someone who, was really able to do that. And as a result, she, so not only did she, was she not concerned with status in a way that I love, she also wasn't concerned with, she was a very anti-capitalist sub, she wasn't a capitalist subject. She just didn't accumulate a bunch of crap. So her house (laughs) is so minimal. It's a very, there's something about it. You just have to, and, and I think her, in her writing, you can see this toward the end, this move to a kind of ascetic, lifestyle, or at least, I don't know if she would use that word, a minimalist lifestyle, but that's yeah. how she, and I think when, when she talks about the call of character, that's one way the call of character manifests itself in this, not in accumulation, but in 
minimalism and in, in just mm-hmm. paring down to what's essential for you. And I think she was able in her life really to do that. But I also think that that's one of the things you see in, in all the books too, this sense that that's what, that's part of what it means to live an ethical life for her. And she, I think she did that. I mean, I don't know of anybody else who I think was an ethic as ethical a being as ethical, a subject as she was. I really don't know. And, and I, I mean, I I don't want to be too personal because no one cares, but I, I, I mean, for me, the loss is just, it's tremendous. Like it's just because of just how she, our closeness and my affection for her, but also just how she was a kind of a, I don't, um, a paradigmatic figure for me as a, as a, as a living, not as necessary as a thinker, obviously, yeah. but also as living. And I, I really think that's, that's what's so important. And I think it comes out in her books as well. Yeah. It's no, you're, you're really right. And just on this point, I, I had the, so I had met her at when I, had that class with you where she came to talk about the case for falling in love. And I had read the, or I I was reading, I should say the call of character, the same summer that everyone was going nuts about um, Marie Kondo and like minimizing, minimalizing your life. And, and, and like the, the, like, does it spark joy? Only keep things that spark joy. And I thought her book was, I thought call of character was a really, interesting counterpoint because <laughs> yeah. um you know the idea like i i think you and i both try to we uh, try to be be good when we to, to talk when we say enjoyment to to mean jouissance to the, this thing that like that it like you know it cuts it cuts against you and so it is this yeah. um yeah. you know this uh this negative that there is an excess produced from it and you, you, you seek it out. Like it's the, the, the most banal example I could can think of is like, you're eating more of whatever your favorite snack is than what is recommended on the packaging. Like right. that is just right. the, the most banal minimal example I, c- yeah. I can give is that like yeah. the enjoyment isn't that you like the way that it tastes. You enjoy having more than you should, even yeah. if it's just one more, even just a little bit more than what's healthy or recommended. That would right. be like the most banal example of enjoyment I can think of. And I was just like reading call of character. And then like, again, this like summer of Marie Kondo and just, it's like, Oh, like, like just really um, like filing things down to, so that you didn't have any excess in your life. That's the Marie Kondo thing. And I, what I felt like was in, or is, is in Mari's book is like, find your excess and that's that's what that's what you sh- should have like she has this example uh, of like um again it's like a banal example that i think is really good of like accumulating books and they just go on the shelf and you don't yeah. read them yeah and her solution like the marie kondo solution would be well you gotta get rid of the books yeah but but like for for mari like she's just like look there's something in that accumulation that speaks to das ding and that's the thing that you should pay attention to and like i i think i just think that's so i mean it's, it's the thing that we love so much it's like that's a that's a form and content divide right the marie kondo thing is content like this abundance of content you want to pare that down whereas like what mari in that book like i mean i really did change my life in the way yeah. that i like yeah. accumulate things is that, like i try to think about like the form of that accumulation which she like again like she didn't really have but she was uh, always attentive to what the form of what it was that she did have i mean that's just like what was in in the in her book like that that's just what's what's there and and i i think that's where she found dusting and i think that's just such a novel reading like that's yeah. also 
I agree. Her, you know, that, again, that's that's Mari Rudy. That's not. That's, yeah, that's it's also not Lacan, not, right? Not I think Lacan. that's right. And yeah. so that that's in, so that's in, that's in in singularity of being. That's what she calls the immortal within, and then that yeah, okay. gets developed in Call of Character, which is subtitled, "Living a Life Worth li- Living a Life Worth Living." I think that's right. Um, so so that mm-hmm. that's a that's a certain period, I think, and then. And, and and she keeps that idea never falls out. That idea is, is there mm-hmm. to the end, I think. And then but then she writes in twenty fifteen she wrote this book, it was with Bloomsbury called The Age of Scientific Sexism. And it's a it's a refutation mm-hmm. of of uh of of evolutionary psychology, or not a refutation so much as a, a way that a way of seeing how sexism fits into the evolutionary yes. psychological way of of thinking about things. And I thought that uh, to me, that was an amazing, that was an amazing, uh, amazing work. And I thought that it, one of the things that it, it did was show how, and I think she does this all the time is to show how this guise of neutrality is really masking some ideological point. And that's, yes. I mean, that's what that book yes. basically does. And and I think that, that this is again, her, this, this choice of, Das Ding versus, or one's thing versus conformity, right? Like that, like the scientific sexism is for her or evolutionary psychology that employs it is basically about conformity rather than this choice of one's own thing. And I think that that's this, or the being true to one's immortal within and how she would put it in the singularity Mm -hmm. of being book. So I think that's Mm -hmm. really, that through line runs throughout her work. I, I just want to say something about the next book because the next book, uh, or one, maybe the one after, uh, was called. So I I had read all these books by her, and we had developed this friendship. And so I was editing this, which you're now editing this. Uh, this this. Uh, <laughs> well, easy. That's not. That's not. For, it's not official. Not for, so I should have. Yeah, I, yeah. I jumped the gun a what's little the, bit. So. What's the? What's the? What's uh, the? No, hold on. What's the Mad Men episode for immediate release? Is that the name of it? Yeah, this is not for immediate release. So okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So so it, it, it's a, the the series at Bloomsbury was called Film Theory and Praxis, and it was about mm-hmm. explaining a film theory and then applying it to a film. And so I said, and she's like, I'm not a film scholar. I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, you can talk about feminist film theory. She's like, yeah, but I couldn't. I mean, what would I, what film would I talk about? I said, well, what film do you just do a film you like? And, and she's like, well, I I love pretty woman. (laughs) I'm like, she goes, but I have, I have a whole critique of it, but I, I, I still like it. So I'm like, okay, do that. And since she, and she did it. And it's interesting to me that one of the things that that shows that's a little different than I think both you and I yeah uh is that is that she she for her there's no like her watching of film and television it's just it was just pleasure it was just like that mm-hmm. was a release from theory and 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 there was a kind of cut in her life between those things and and doing theoretical work. So when I asked her what film, I said, what do you like? And she's like, well, I like pretty woman. It's like guilty pleasure. And she's like, I'm like, do it. But her, her tack wasn't to show how the guilty pleasure was really a great work, which would be the tack that you and I would take. But instead it was like basically to tear down her own, her own thing. I mean, there's a little bit that's positive about it, but it's basically to tear down her own, her own guilty pleasure. So I think that's one thing that I found different that was different for her, but I, 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 I have such a, I, I understand that. So that, 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 that it's, a, it, she wanted to keep this, it's kind of tied to the whole, her thing, right? Like she wanted to keep this private realm of mm. things that she liked that she wasn't going to theorize about. She was going to, she was going to take her, find her enjoyment in them. 
right? And that I think mm. that's a that was a, that's a little thing about her personally that I think comes out in the books in the sense that she has tons of personal examples, but the examples mm. she doesn't yes. really have, like other than the film theory book, <laughs> there aren't film and television examples. They just aren't. No, they're no, just no. they're just bereft. Her books are bereft of those. And if you read something that you are right, they're just. Replete with that kind of replete, crap. Yeah, yes. So you're going to use that word too. I, yes. you did, right, right. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's it's really fascinating, and it makes and and but the examples she uses are personal, right? Like she, and yes. especially this starts to come later as 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 she writes. But but I think that that's that to me that's a fascinating thing about her that she the thing that she kept as this her own private Idaho was, was not yeah. her personal life <laughs> that came, right, that was out right, of the right, books, right. but this, this like enjoyment of little films and television shows, the kind of thing that we would put in the books and, 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 and try to find some kind of way to justify. Right. So I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. It's, it's so good. It's so, no, there, the two, two things, um, in, in what, in what you've said that, that I, I want to pay, uh, some attention to like first going back, um, uh, five minutes or so um, about the so the the tack that she took uh, contra evolutionary psychology. It's very similar to what she does in um, uh, the case for falling in love, which is this like again this the supposed neutrality of the self help the self help book right right is is uh, misogynist like deep deeply deeply problematic like uh, like the um you know, she t- talks about like some, like some of the most, the, the best selling, uh, self-help books for women, like men are from, Mar- from Mars, women are from Venus right. or just like, or, right. or like dating guides and things like that, like include this, um, un, uh, this, this, this apologia for rape is, is how she's absolutely like, like, uh, un- like, clear about this that like this like oh men want the pursuit of the chase like the, like this whole this whole thing like so you need to to like and you know she even pointed this out in books written by women this like this this whole thing and, and like that this is like at the core of this whole right industry and I, and I, I I definitely feel like she was on the vanguard of uh, of, of that uh, take you know and and I, I think now you know what is this now we're like 10 or 11 years after I'm not, I'm not saying it's just because of her, her book, but like it, you can, I think more people who hadn't read her work w- would kind of would have that opinion about these self-help books. Whereas I, I mean, I genuinely, like I think 10 or 11 years ago, you'd just be like, ah, whatever as a genre, right? you know, right. you regard it like new, you know, in a neutral way and not think something about it again as a, as a form. You right. just you, you it wouldn't have this this thing, uh, or you're just dismissive it. of it, right? Like I think like, that's dismissive- that's yeah, how like I felt stupid. about evolutionary yeah. psychology. I was like, really? Yeah. I mean, who gives a shit? But I think what's I think she was able to say, or or see, like, wow, this thing's really influential, and someone needs to raise a yes. voice and counter it, right? I think yes. that's one thing yeah. that she was really able to do, and I think it's because she was so, again, she was just. Like we were saying all along, she's like, or you started saying this, like she's her sense of the feeling, like yeah. she really felt what was happening, and I think that's what really drove her to choose to write those two books. But I, I like the connection you're making between those. I yeah. think that's exactly, exactly correct. It's yeah, it's and it's it's interesting because like this was her thing. So like you you were um, 
uh, making this like media object divide between like, you know, something we would write and, and, and something that, that she would write. And, um, where, you know, for us, the, like the, the object is this, um, is not a, you know, I, I think we, tr- I definitely, tr- we, we try to do this and, and I, 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 I think you're, 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 you're more skilled, uh, at this than I, but, um, to, to not be, to not fall on my sword on this, but I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to make sure that like the object for us, is, like in Slavoj does this, is that like, it tells you something about the theory. It's not just like this. Not just applying. exemplifying. Yes, exactly. Right, it's right. like the, the object has some bearing back on the theory. And so that's not really in her work. But what is in her work is that like this um, collision of different. The- so I think she does the same thing, but it's with yeah, theories that, yeah. and people who who uh, uh, folks like us would say are like th- these things uh, conflict in a way that is it, fatal. And I think yeah. what she would tr- try to do in this collision is, is try to do the same thing is that like not that like to make sanguine the connection between like uh, unalike and disparate projects but in the collision of the thing have that schism teach you something about both that you can't get from just either alone right that's what she thought about i mean the the, the main thinker here she wasn't she wasn't seduced by Gilles Deleuze it was it was Emmanuel Levinas <laughs> right like Levinas yeah, 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 was yeah. for her it's interesting because in, in graduate school, Barbara Johnson was one of her teachers, so she wasn't seduced by Derrida, which you would imagine. You would have she, thought. You would have thought, right, me, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to, because Johnson was a deconstructionist. Uh, but yes. uh, she was, there was, and I, what, what's interesting to me is that, so I wrote this in 2011, wrote this response to re- review of, of uh Singularity of Being, which is has a lot about Levinas in it, and I wrote, yeah, you know, Levinas and Lacan are not are not you can't reconcile them in this way. Sorry, and I I, or I wrote that in there, <laughs> and she goes, she writes back to me in the email. She's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that Levinas thing stronger so that your critique doesn't also. <laughs> so I, I loved that. So she wasn't like, oh, I'm just backing off of that. Uh, I'm going right. to make it even stronger. Right. And then she wrote a later book called Between Lacan and Levinas. So there, so mm-hmm. there was this Levinasian moment. But I, I think, though, and I think you're absolutely right to say that she was constantly trying to see how what we think of as competing camps can be reconciled with each other so that there's something mm-hmm. more productive. And, and there's something Hegelian about that move, I think, right? That 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 you're yeah. not... You don't want to make a theoretical enemy. Instead, you want to see how you find yourself in what seems like it's absolutely other. And so, I think that was a yes. real. Yeah. I think that's what she did as a, as a theorist. And not that they're the same thing. Not that. The, not that. They're, exactly. This, is, this I want to be really, really clear about. Not that like oh, this is it's a buffet because this is the thing. Like I'm, I'm like I know you are like really against. It's like oh, all philosophy, it's a buffet, and you pick what you like, and then you know that's how that's whatever. And I, I don't think that she did that i think that there might be a way of looking at a book like i don't know like maybe like looking at a book if you didn't really if you didn't actually read it but looking at the structure of a book like ethics of opting out and maybe conclude that that's sort of what she's doing with queer theory is making all these these things these these competing uh and emerging uh like like readings and lines of thought like just like making them together and it's just but i i steadfastly it, it, not that uh, you know i'm not like arguing against anyone who says it's about her, but like this would just be a shame if this would be how how she she's read 
like from heretofore, like it, it, she's not, it's not about the like being open, having a big tent, bringing everyone in together. Like it's just like liberal big project or whatever, like a fucking farmer's market of theorists or whatever. Yeah. But it's about why these, like that there are problems and, and there are schisms and there are like, it, it's, it's, there's is contradiction here and it's by, paying attention and actually tending to that, that we can have them both. That's her claim. And right. I think like, and I, which like is, you know, and I think you and I, I think you and I do that with media objects. And I think she does that with, 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 theorists. with theorists. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's yeah. really good. I think it's really good. And I think, you know, one of the things that she says is, is that what is the problem that cuts through the different theory? I think that's true yeah. really yeah. in the queer theory in Queer theory book ethics of opting out, which is I have to say, if you if you put a gun to my head, I think that's my favorite, my favorite Mari Rudy book, and I think for that reason, like doesn't she, you know, she she takes figures that are really really that that, that like hate each other, right? Like yeah, like Lee Edelman and and. Uh, I don't know, like not slightly. Well, pe- like, people don't like Lee. Like we could put it that right. Way. I can just like, I got to fill in an X for whoever that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But like Lee, Lee Edelman and Jack Halberstam, right? Like two figures sure. that are that are at odds with each other uh, for for various reasons. And she tries to say, well, wait a minute. There is a th- even though she's pretty critical of Halberstam, uh, sure. because Halberstam has this line like, I think we fetishize the ability to learn foreign languages. This is in her. I don't know what okay. the book. It's like knowing nothing, saying staying stupid or something. That's not it. That's a book by Danny Nobis, but it's something about that, like the importance <laughs> okay. of 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 not knowing as a position. And and in that book, Albert Halberstam says it's important to to value to value the inability to learn foreign languages. And and that just, I'm just I, that Mari never talks about that, but I just can imagine that this must have driven her crazy. Like Mari went, <laughs> Mari started to learn. Lacan, right? In in graduate school. And she's like, well, I need to know if I learn Lacan, I need to know French. So she she went to France, took just took her money, went to France and worked in like, I don't know, something, departments or something, and 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 learned French like on the street, basically. So I mean she took she did an immersion program and whatever, but sure. But and and that's in addition to the four languages she knew as a kid. So <laughs> I, I, I must have driven her crazy. Halberstam's like, oh, it's better just to be stupid and not know multiple languages. I mean, that it's such an for one thing, it's such an American thing to say. But uh, because you know, if you're from Finland, you have to, and you want to be a you have to international yeah. theorist, you have to know, you have to know at least English and you know probably German, French, which she did know. So she I, did. I I think that she, that that um, you know that. But but nonetheless, I'm going to say nonetheless. Nonetheless, <laughs> she shows how there is this bond between this problem that haunts both Edelman and Halberstam and other mm-hmm. queer theorists, and even Slavoj. Right? Slavoj plays a pretty important part in that book too. Um, mm-hmm. That 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 we can find. We if we look at them, we can see that. So I think I, I really like your point that it's not just she's not a thinker of the smorgasbord of like just right. you can pick out yes. all of these from among yes. all these, like, I'll take one thing from them and one thing from them. No, yes. it's not that. But it's like, how can you read for the problem that cuts through these multiple different theorists? And I think she just yeah. does that so well. And that, to me, that book is the is the best book at doing that. I, I often teach, the, I never teach books a second time, but that's one I've taught a second time, just <laughs> because I think it does such a great job of explaining 
queer theory. Just, you know, it just, yeah. I think it's, it's just, it, it really, it, it has its, it, it really cut, it really gets to the fundamental issue at the heart of queer theory, I think. And that's why I, you know, she, what she does is she gets a sense of, of negative, the importance of negativity in, in that book. Mm-hmm. But, but she's not Lee Edelman because for her, the negativity, because she's good Hegelian, the negativity always has to have this positive dimension to it. And I think that's, that, that, that's, so she, it's not just a book about Edelman or just about Humphrey, but it's a book about mm-hmm. how, what is this essential thing, this negativity that's, that's tied to queer theory and how can you make that negativity into your, what is the call of your character, right? Like, how do you, yeah, how do you turn yeah. this negativity into a thing that, that is a positive point of, of living your life? And I think that's the, that's the whole Mari Rudy project in a nutshell, I think. Yeah. I love this phrase. Um, is this from something? Reading for the problem? Have you ever? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what that's from, but that's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that, that's, and, and I think like too, too often, um, what, uh, what happened, especially I think in, in, uh, intellectual fields or like the fields of like, oh, I don't know, like what sometimes gets referred to as like knowledge workers or, or whatever is that like, uh, and especially popularly that like reading for the problem means reading for the thing that I am now going to reject this thing so that I don't have a responsibility to it because it, there's too much of a problem here. And so now it cannot be considered uh, part of any right. kind of, right. you know, intellectual project or whatever, like just to do an, ex- I'd like to do an example, like the, uh, that would sort of come up recently. Like uh, if, if you hewed really closely to the, the right wing uh incorporation of Nietzsche then like he's stricken from the the record right right like you can't, he can't be you know you're reading for the problem and like oh you know what even though I'm not right wing but I see the thing here you know so you would just get rid of right if you read Jacobin that re- that's a, that's a Jacobin position on Nietzsche I think that would be okay so there, yeah. yeah so there's so I mean there I, I don't know and if so, everyone at Jacobin holds up but they did publish an article that that has this you know, we can't, Nietzsche deserves to be rejected because he's a right-wing, I mean, he was a right-wing thinker, but, you know. He was a right-wing thinker, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But, but it, that yeah, doesn't but mean it's, it's, his thought is not valuable, right? Like, that's. Right, right, that yeah. there isn't. That there totally isn't agree. And, that, that yeah, speaking of someone who, Bennett, to... who got something from Nietzsche with Mari, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. So this is just my point, is that, like, reading for the, reading for the problem is, uh, like, that. Like I think that's a, a, a an, an ethic that is, like, to be, you know, to be treasured. And I think it's, it's, it's straining the thinkers and the thought through the problem that she finds that is what makes her work. So, uh, uh, profound, you know, in, in, yeah. a, in a, the, the most uh, like approachable and accessible way uh, possible. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And so, so totally. I, yeah, totally, so, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I think that that's, that, that's, what's so great about her. I think that she's able, she was able to really cut through this think this problem that unites different thinkers and not turn it into a reason to dismiss, but turn it into mm. a reason to uh, find value or affirm thinkers that she's not really having in a certain sense that much truck with, right? Like she's right, not right. really, she's, she's, she's anti Halberstam, but she can find yeah. this little thing that's pretty valuable there. And I think that that's, I mean, that's how I think, you know, we talked about Nietzsche a couple of weeks ago and I think that's how we would both, say we one needs to approach Nietzsche, right? Like, even though you're not going to, yeah. I'm not going to fully commit myself to being Nietzschean, I'm still going to find something. I'm going to say, what is going to be valuable in that rather than just what can I dismiss? I think that's a really important contrast. Well, the value I, and the value is in the, is in the, is in the problem. It's like, it's, it is a Hegelian move because it's, it is, it's exactly, totally. it's yeah. exactly the like in phrenology, you know, spirit is a bone. 
Like yeah. Hegel finding that in this junk science, you know, like finding this idea th- that, uh, like he could have, you know, whatever he could have done it like on his own, but it is, it's it like to, to strain, like, like he could, and what I mean is that like, he could have come to, the point being the the concretization of thought, like he could, right. like he could have said right. it. He could like have that. said it in a different way, for sure. He could have said it in a different way, for sure. But to strain it through phrenology, it, like you get that language, like you get. He couldn't have said. I guess I'll put it this way: he couldn't say "spirit is a bone" without going without phrenology, right. phrenology, or else right. it's just this nonsense. Like, what the hell is he talking <laughs> Why about? Why you bring it up a bone? Right? Why yeah, are you yeah. bringing that up? Yeah. Right. So, right. like, and that's I think that's the uh, the the important part is that like you when you strain it through the problem, like it also means that like, like in that Hegel example, like you're committing to the language of the thing that you are like on opposed to, you know? And I I think that's like incredibly valuable. Yeah. I think it's so valuable about her. And I think I was just thinking about this idea of opting out as a way of, so we think of opting out just for, for someone like Lee, it's just negative. Right. But for her Mm -hmm. opting out is a way to both affirm the call of your own character. We've said that. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. but also to connect with, to have a genuine connection with other people. Again, ties, it's interesting how it ties to her life so much, right? Like the opting out of life in Toronto is actually the form in which she connect, makes this fundamental connection with other people. I just want to say one thing about that. So I, I, I don't know if you even noticed this, but I'm like, in my emails, I'm pathologically write high, I'd write hi, Mari. <laughs> Yeah. And then I'd write take course. care or best or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm really feeling connected to her, I'd write warmly, Todd. Warmly. Uh, but I always, I always both have a, a salutation and a closing, right? Every time. Even if it's like, hi, Mari, thanks. <laughs> best, Todd. <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and, and she never, ever did it. So she would, she would just, her emails are just start and then they end and that's it, right? And so my thing, what we talk about the importance of form my thing was always don't let it like don't even though it's not a letter like keep the mediation of the letter mm-hmm. within the email right so whatever i'm probably right. wrong about it i don't know <laughs> but but she wrote to me she's like you know every time i get your emails i feel very badly because i think oh i'm not he expects me to write this certain way and i'm just throwing this email <laughs> out there and i wrote back i'm like look do not i do not care one little bit don't it's just my own little idiosyncrasy. So she's, but she's like, no, 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 I'm going to try to do it. And so for the first couple, she was a, she like wrote hi to best sorry. Okay. And, and then she just, she couldn't keep doing it. Cause she's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but I thought that to me, that was such an interesting thing that it's, she has this, she's just such a sense of her wanting to like thinking about how the other, like she, she noticed it, right? Like I think most people, yeah. I've never had anyone else even notice that when I'm writing emails. Yeah. They're just like, whatever. Like I do, I write Slavoj like that. He's never written me back. Like, and he'll just write, yes, no, whatever. And I'll write, dear Slavoj, yes, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> and and he, he never has written to me and said, you know, why do you put that dear or hi? Or like, I've not, I don't think I've ever said the word hi. I'm saying it now as a word, but I don't know that I've <laughs> ever a, a said it in real yeah. life. You know, I say hey to people, but I've never sure. said hi, hi, Ryan, or hi, Mari. I've never said it. But in emails, I say hi, blank, all the time. And she just, but my point is that she was the only person to ever notice that. And I think that that, yeah. again, it's like there's a sense that she's, she's, she's this radical no, this opting mm-hmm. out, and yet this extreme attentiveness to the other 
which is not at, in contrast with the opting out, but it's actually enabled by the opting out. That because you're not mm-hmm. worried about the other recognizing you or conforming to what the other wants from you, you can have this genuine reaction, sorry, interaction with the other that otherwise wouldn't be possible. And I, I just think that that, to me, that just defined her so much. And I, I that that's something that I... I don't know that anyone else that I know was as attentive as she was, even though, again, she's such a, she was such an isolated person. So it's, it, it, I think it's very but sad it was, that that's gone. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that, like, cause the point you're, uh, the point you're making, like it's, is that the, I, I just think it's the, the, one of the, one of the harder to, uh, to, to grasp. Um, and I think to affect ideas both theoretically and personally is that like the isolation being the precondition of, of connection. Yeah. And yeah. like, um, you know, f- you used this word earlier. Like, I mean, like t- for her to be paradigmatic of that, it's like, it, it's, um, I'm going to speak for you for, for a second and you tell me if I'm right or wrong okay. about this, but it's like, it's like the embodiment of that idea is gone. To, yeah. to you like yeah that's right and, and that that's and, right. and that idea and i know that idea is very important to you so like yeah. i but i i think um when someone uh when someone like mari who you know who lived in and evinced the theory the way that she did like when when they pass away like they don't i don't know i suppose i would i suppose i would say this to you directly todd and to anybody listening um that they don't die they become thought yeah, I guess. I mean, I, but I think that's true, but I think they die too. <laughs> like I just, I, 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 yeah. I, I, you know, as many people know, my mom died of the very same thing that just recently of the yeah. very same thing yeah. that killed Mari. Uh, and I just, I mean, I don't even know which was harder, to be honest. I mean, obviously losing your mom is terrible, but I mean, but yeah. Mari, yeah, I, I agree that they, that in a way she becomes thought and and certain things of her books aren't going to die out. Although I always think, you know, when I hear that, sorry, I don't mean to disagree totally because I I do think you're right in general, but I think, no, 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 no. uh, I I just think this is what this episode is. Okay. Well, I, here's what I think. I think people like, uh, you know, Jameson says somewhere, I think it's in political unconscious that in, in a world where we, a, a world where people genuinely care about each other, uh, individual death won't be as as horrible as it is now. And I thought, well, no, that's not right. It's because, here's why, because even if the person, whatever, lives on in the spirit of the community, isn't the individual death at least has to be a synecdoche for the death of everything, right? Like everything, mm-hmm. you know, for the heat death of the universe or something, right? Sure. So I don't, I, I guess that, 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 that and, I, and I do think this like singularity, this immortal within, I do believe that is immortal within, but it's also that immortal is gone. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's gone. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I just, I, 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 I feel like that. Yeah. I think you're right. In, in there, but I just would say both, right? Like something well, that's the, gone. And then, then there's yeah, also this of moment of thought that lives on. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I, I agree. I mean, I think that it's the, um, I think it's the spirit as a bone challenge time, yeah. is what I think it is. But the bone is gone. Like, the bone is gone. No, I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The challenge is though, is yeah. that like the bone, like like you, like the, 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 like it is so. It, 
Mari Mar means so much to, to to you to to me because of embodying the the things that she wrote, and she you know she can't embody them anymore, yeah. you know, because she's gone. And I, for me, I mean, like I don't, I I genuinely like I don't I don't think it's too after school special or whatever to say that like you know even though she's not there that doesn't mean that's not still happening. No, I think I, that's I, like, right. I, yeah, I think that's you right. know, it, and I and I. It's, and that's the hard, that's the hardest. I just yeah. think that's the hardest part. Yeah, like, I agree. Part. I guess I agree, but I, I just feel, I just feel the, I mean, her not being her anymore is just to me yeah, very, I mean, I don't, I'm not even talking about the loss for me because that, I, I, I feel that really heavily, but I'm just saying the loss for her. Like I always, I guess when someone dies that I know, I always, identify with the person dying and so i just mm-hmm. i feel like that's that, that i don't know there's just to me it's like it's just an absolute loss i don't know how else to think about it like it's yeah. and uh yeah i don't i, I it, yeah i just that's all I, I and 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 i i but i agree that and and, and i think you know especially i feel like especially these later books that there's a real sense that she found a, a voice that was just even though she's still talking about other thinkers and talking about Lacan, she doesn't talk about Levinas anymore which is interesting that's 2015 and then that's a, I think the last mention of Levinas in her work I could be wrong but I think that's mm-hmm. the last mention of Levinas in her work but then she moves to affect theory which is kind of uh, as the as the thing running alongside psychoanalytic thinking uh instead of loving us, but maybe those two things are related in a way. But then I think, you know, we've talked about it already. I think penis envy, which is 2018. I think that that really, I think ethics of opting out is my favorite one, but I think penis envy is definitely the most personal one, right? Like it's yeah, the one sure. where more personal details are revealed and she's really much more open about her own feelings about things. Like I think the book mm-hmm. starts with reading Freud's concept of penis envy and Freud and throwing her book across the room. I think that's the <laughs> opening of the book, right. which I loved. I thought that was yeah. so great. And then she's like, and yeah, now I think Freud's pretty great, you know? So <laughs> it's like she, and, and that book, I'm not sure if I even totally agree with it, but in that book, she's like, you know, Freud was right about penis envy. And he's like, and, and women had a, had a, were, were right to feel penis envy, right? Like that's her, that's yeah, a basically yeah. the point of that book. But, and, and her point is that all these, whatever bad feelings that we have, we're right to feel them and we should feel them and insist on them. And then that, that mm-hmm. seems to me, that's in keeping with this idea of radical negativity that's tied to insisting on your own, your own thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think so too. I mean, I also like, I, um, not to put not to put too fine a point on it, but doesn't th- doesn't that also have have to include mourning her? Yeah, yeah. In fact, her. That, that's so interesting that you said that because I think what will be her last book is a is a is a short little book on on mourning and melancholia. Interesting. Uh, so 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 it's really a book about that as a ultimately as an ethical position. So I think that she. I think that's really interesting that you said that because I think that's the direction in which her, her thought was, was moving. So it's, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's right that there, because you have to be mourning this, 
the, in a way you're, even though you're not dead yet, you're already, you're like, your death has to be included in your thinking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's what Heidegger called anticipatory resoluteness toward death, right? Mm. Like that, that, I, I think that that's part of what her, her thinking was. And I, of course, in a certain sense, it's influenced by her own getting cancer. But I think that even without that, I think she had a, she had a real sense of that, mm. you know, a sense of yeah, her I, own. Yeah, go ahead. No, just like, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I understand. I mean, what you're, what you're, what Todd's saying, <laughs> Todd, correct me if I'm getting it wrong. Like, yeah. I mean, what you're, 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 uh, you're more, you're mourning the thought. And yeah. So that's why, that's, that's what yeah. you, that's why when I said that she becomes thought, you said no, that like there, there has to be this because that's what has, it's actually, that's what's gone. I, th- I think, and I, and can I tell you, just perfectly honest, like that is how, I mean, when we were recording this two days after, like that's yeah. how I felt yeah. last couple of days is that that's like this, like this loss of like this person that, uh, that, that lived and said and did and wrote and, and, and this, this way that like the thought, like it's like thought as like capital T, like, and I don't know, I don't know if I can think of another person. Yeah, that's I think that's right. T, I think that's right. You know, it's and, really right. And where. Yeah. And, and where I, when I, you know, where, where I'm at with, with that though, is that like, that's the challenge in like, you know, in the, 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 the morning, the, the memorializing and then the honoring someone is, I think like, that's the chance. How do you sustain that capital T thought with Mari is to me, that's the task. Yeah. That's I, what I, I that's, agree. That, I mean, that, I think that's, that's really think. true. And I think she, she, you know, tried to live out that, uh, a really a thoughtful existence. And I think she understood that living out a thoughtful existence meant mourning a lot of the time and yeah. including mourning yourself even before you're dead. I think that that was, that's really true. I, I think that she, uh, one of the things I find, I found so striking about her was that she didn't, when she got, I, I would have just been, I, I know she was devastated when she got the cancer diagnosis, but she didn't, she didn't allow it to shape her, reshape her life in any way. And I think you mentioned before that she was less than two months ago, drove herself down, I don't know, 18 hours from Nova Scotia to Vermont to go to the LAC conference and see all of her friends. And I mean, I, I worry that maybe that hastened her End, but I think maybe it didn't, and 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 it was still great. Everybody really loved getting to getting to see her again. I I know I did. It was it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that you know and and but but she you know she died so young. She didn't even reach sixty. So that's really mm. she's born in sixty five or sixty four. So she yeah. So she's sixty four. So mm-hmm. she's she's a little older than me. Uh, so that's really, it's just so shocking how, how brief her life was. But I think it, it is, I think she didn't allow those, that to affect her way of interacting with people or her mm-hmm. way of, of living out her own life. Like she always, she just did, she just did what she wanted to do. She didn't care that, oh, I have cancer. I, you know, I, my lungs are not in good shape. I'm just going to go to lack anyway she just didn't you know, give she, a talk and you speak give, a, give talk, a talk right 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 <laughs> yeah, give a talk yeah. and then you know she she was her her she she went to london 
for treatment on there was this ablation treatment that they only did in London, and she just mm-hmm. went there on her own and got it. That was within that was a few months ago. So mm-hmm. she was really able to just just the the, the and again this touched on what we we're saying about the nonconformity, but just the mm-hmm. incredible independence. I can't even. I can't even go up to someone and ask for directions. So she's like, she's. I mean, I would. I don't know how I would go. I mean, I've been to London by myself, but it was terrifying. But uh, I mean, someone was there helping me out and and doing all the stupid stuff and getting my hotel. Uh, but but she just she just did did that all on her own, and she just was able to, you know. And and I think that that's that's what's again. It's that marriage of this radical nonconformity and opting out with mm. this devotion to her own thing and not and not you know still able to make this these incredible connections with people but not having it be from a I think this is what I would want to say not from a position of need like she doesn't yeah. she doesn't need mm-hmm. you to help her out even when she's dying of cancer she's like okay I'm <laughs> handling it Right. But but she connects with people nonetheless out of this fellow feeling, the solidarity with them. I, I could swear that I remember her uh, making sure that she paid for dinner because we were able to go out. It was me and you and Hillary and, and Daya. Um, at, and I swear to God that she tried to pay. At least, or I don't know if, if Hillary allowed her to or whatever, but like just on that point, like yeah. nobody... Yeah. Nobody treat nobody treat, nobody treat me like there there's something uh, uh, special about about me being here at this table with the rest of you. you yeah, know, like no, that. she's yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just, she's irreplaceable. Yeah, she's uh, she's yeah. the she's the she's the singularity of being. That's <laughs> for sure. So uh, I do want to end with a a lesson because I think that it it would be fitting for her. So I mm. think the lesson is to watch Pretty Woman because. Absolutely. Because it was the one film that she wrote about. It's the only film I think she wrote about. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm, it's certainly the one she wrote about at the most length and and in, in a very compelling way. And uh, it's it's that's a book worth reading as well. And 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 the reason to watch the film is I I think the film is fine. I mean I have a little critique of it, but uh, I once said a student, <laughs> I once said in the class. I think Hillary would divorce me if I cried at Pretty Woman. It was just a stupid thing I said. And then some student wrote okay. it down and sent it to me. Uh, but anyway, uh, she didn't cry at Pretty Woman, Mari, and said she wrote a really great book on it. So the reason to, my point is, the reason mm-hmm. to read, to watch the film is so you can read so Feminist can read. Film Theory and Pretty Woman. Yeah. That's excellent. Uh, should we mention her favorite TV show? Would that also help? I think we should, yes. Her favorite TV show, she had every DVD of the TV show Smallville, which she mm-hmm. loved with a passion loved, loved. but uh but uh did never wrote about so that's a one of these private enjoyments that's a that private idaho private yeah. idaho that's it over and out ryan <laughs> over and out todd